everyone. Welcome to another episode, Three Northern Boys Podcast. Two of us today, me and Rob. How are you, Rob? Hello, I'm good. Well, we've got a third presenter. We've got my furry friend here with me. So it's kind of like uh, two and a half presenters, isn't it, technically? Yeah, it's a, a description. He's got a cat on his lap. That's what he's got. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Can I say furry friend? Yeah, that's true. Not really knows what that could be. Yeah, good point. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's here, so if he makes a noise, you know why. If could you hear purring on the yeah. <laughs> on the uh, on the TV, you know why. Yeah. Well, so uh, there was a big match that was played yesterday. Can't remember who it was though. Can you remember who it was? Was there? I didn't know. Who was yeah. it? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so Manchester City hosted Liverpool at the Etihad. Yeah. At the Etihad. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't the empty ad for once. It was actually got fans in it, well, especially yeah. in the away end. They still didn't manage to fill it out. Though, well, you know, the our end was filled, and we, had, you know, that's usually yeah. what happens, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So it it turned out to be another two-two, mm-hmm. just like the one at Anfield earlier in the season. An yeah. exciting two-two draw. Kind of uh, like the well, opposite opposite way around, wasn't it? Because. We took the lead at home and they equalised and it was like vice versa sort of thing. Actually, it was the same again. Yeah. Uh, they took the lead in the first game. Oh, yeah, they we did, got yeah. to 1-1. Was it De Bruyne with a deflected goal as well in the first game? The last one was, wasn't it? The first one was uh, Phil Folding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Which yeah, was a really right. nice goal. We equalised. We equalised and we went 2-1 up, I think. With the uh, Salah Worldy. That... that wonderful goal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. The Brighton equalised with about, I think it was 10 minutes left possibly of the game. Yes, you might be right. Yeah. Rings and that was another one off Matip as well, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Weird that, isn't it? How they, how they correlate and things work. It's mad. Yeah. I think yeah, when yeah. it got to 2-2, two, two, I was looking at the clock and there was, how long was, well, yeah, when it went to 2-2, two, two, there was still a long time left, wasn't it? I think we scored after 46 seconds of the second half. Yeah, so. we did, yeah. But I was still looking at it and thinking... Yeah, I could see this being a 2-2 again, actually. My nerves were shot by the end of it, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, my so, God, it was a nerve-wracking nerve game, flipping heck. My God. Maybe so, just me. Out, of, uh, out of 10, what would you rate that uh, match for out of entertainment? <sighs> Got to be a nine, 8 or a 9, hasn't it, really? It was end-to-end, a lot of that game, I thought. Um. City with a better side first half, uh, deservedly took the lead off in the beginning, but we fought back well. Got a obviously got a goal, and they nicked one. On that little offside, little it was clever by Jesus to get stay onside, uh, for for his goal. But Allison nearly got it. He got it onto it, but couldn't quite keep it out. But yeah, um, and then obviously, we scored second half. Pretty quick, but then we sat. It was kind of backwards and forwards either side. Could have, could have won the game. We had a few couple of chances, but and then obviously, Mares missed the complete sitter near the end, which he should have, should have scored with really. And they and they had a goal disallowed, which was fairly disallowed, for Sterling. So, yeah, it was quite it was an exciting game, but for the neutral, but for for you and me as a Liverpool fan, it was well for me at least it was. Like I was on edge for most of the game for ninety minutes, pretty much. I enjoyed it. I think I appreciated just how good Manchester City have been, as well, and that they're only team 
well, well, Chelsea and when we drew with them at Stamford Bridge, but that's probably the only one time that we got ruffled in a, in a way. But apart from that, Man City the only team that can really hurt us in the Premier League because they're on the same level as we are. So the difference, the difference when you got the players that they've got, you know, they, they like us in that sense that. Mm when they go up against any team they're going to be really tough to to compete with and you know that's what that's what uh, we found out yesterday i think the very two well the teams are so good and so there's not a lot to separate them because they're both the two of the best sides in the world i think club football wise pretty much if not the not the best to be fair but they're so close and it's little bits of things here and there that separate the teams, but then it doesn't because both teams are so good at getting, they just don't know when they're beaten and they'll attack and they're just so closely matched. It's hard, like you say, to separate them and it's been hard to separate them all season and games against each other with the, obviously the two draws. Mm. You know, it's like you could throw a sheet over them and nine times out of ten, They'll, they'll draw because they're that well matched. It's like us and Chelsea is a similar kind of thing. It's only that one time in so many games where you'll, the other team will actually win because it's so well matched and so tightly matched. It's it's tough, you know, and they're so it's so evenly matched as is shown in the league table with only one point, the difference between the two sides, still even after yesterday and facing each other again in the cup semi final in next weekend. So. They're just so good teams and they've been built and over so many years and they've been so consistent between each other the past few years. It's like you, so hard to separate them, isn't it, when you think about it? So uh, the first half then, uh, what negatives would you say you take from Liverpool's first half performances and then we'll look at positives? <sighs> negatives? I think we got rushed into giving the ball away too cheaply sometimes and made errors. But that may have been because City were pressuring us a lot and we lost control a bit in the midfield. I, thought, I think that's because De Bruyne was playing further forward. They seemed to have more more about him in that midfield and he was dangerous all the time. They didn't seem to pick him up as well as he could do. Um, I don't know, attacking-wise, we, were, we, we, had, we had a few chances after Jota scored, but yeah, it was... That that was me. For me, they didn't have enough chances or do enough going forward, maybe, to begin with. What do you think? Yeah. I thought we were lethargic from the start. We weren't it wasn't like we were ready at all. Mm. It didn't even look as though we were we got out of bed really, I suppose it's a good term to say. Looked uh, yeah, very sleepy. Um slow to get to second balls, not switched on. It wasn't as though the they were prepared like that right, this game is coming up now. We're we've got we're ready for it. Uh, yeah, and we're giving the ball away far too easily. But yeah, like you say, Man City were putting pressure on them as well in good areas, in dangerous areas, and weren't letting the back four rest on the ball. I think they were very. Uh, I thought Fabinho was poor, but at the same time, I thought he was getting uh, pressured by three sick players every time he got the ball. Uh, and there was no real uh, way out for him to to get the ball to the other midfielders. No. But yeah, uh, 
it was yeah, it was weird. I think City came out with purpose, did what they did, got an early goal, which they deserved, and then yeah, I was worried for a little while, and then all of a sudden we scored. But uh, what were your positives to go from that first forty-five? Um, I'm not sure really. I suppose the full-backs, I thought both played well. Um, I thought Trent and Robbo had decent games and they didn't look like... I don't think City... They played a bit more defensively, Did I thought, especially Robertson, that first half. Um, def- defensively, we were okay. Um, at times, we were a bit stretched. And I thought, attacking-wise, we posed a bit of a threat sometimes. But, I don't know, there's the odd one or two positives I take. Not massively positive. I don't know what you thought, Rich. Well, I thought the goal was brilliant to equalise. Oh, yeah, the goal uh, was a great goal. Yeah. The save from Edison wasn't very good. No, he could have saved that. But... Overrated goalkeeper for me, personally. Well, he's not He's not an Ali- He's not Alisson, is he? You know. Well, um, and then after the goal, I thought... They had a, a small spell where they were getting more control of the ball and they looked dangerous. And I think Jota had a chance, didn't he, as well? Yeah, uh, I think so. that second half, possibly, where mm. he was one-on-one. Did Salah have a shot that was deflected wide that we had? We should have had a corner from? Yeah. I think that was the one I remember. I was struggling to remember their yeah. first half chances. Yeah, cause yeah it I'm struggling was, myself now. But he did come. Um, yeah, and I thought we grew into it more as the half went on. But then... The f- level dropped off again towards the end of the first half, and then mm. they equalized. Then they got their second, and that kind yeah. of dampened it further mm. in a way. So it's kind of nice to get to half time. I think and it was still only 2 1 in that sense because yeah. uh, they're probably thinking they would have could have scored from maybe one or two more chances that they got. True. Yeah. So Lovely second point. half started, and we scored straight away. Uh, yeah, so it was a surprise, wasn't it, when we got an early goal? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I was quite shocked, but it was great. A great pass by uh, Mo Salah, wasn't it? Brilliant ball. He's not been contributing, obviously, with his goal scoring, but he's contributing in other ways. And, yeah, that was a brilliant pass. And it was just a good bit of football, good bit of play. And we managed to, uh, yeah, good finish by Sadio Mane in game on from then. And, again, we had that bit of concerted pressure after the goal, which definitely helped us, didn't it? I think... Mm. It was very inconsistent, wasn't it? I think mm. the second half, in a way, because you could see that if Liverpool had taken control like they usually do in games, situations, I think they could have actually gone in front. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. We we were on the we were on the up when after we scored that goal, and uh, we definitely could have took advantage of it and maybe got a third and pushed ourselves in in front, and you know who knows what would have happened after that, but. It just wasn't meant to be because I think was that when Jota had his chance to get it to get the third might have been in the yeah, second half. Yeah, I think half. he got right. He got in one and one, didn't he? Yeah, when we we're on and, top uh, of it, Miss didn't didn't do particularly well with the shot. Mm. Um. So it's one point in it still with yeah. seven games remaining. Yeah. And uh, do you still think that? Both sides are going to win all the games, or do you reckon there's still going to be a twist in the in the last seven matches? I still think some there'll be a twist somewhere, because obviously our running's a lot harder than cities. We've got Man United at home next, then Everton at home, 
Uh, we've still got to go to Newcastle. But they're very up and down side at the minute. Um, trying to think who else we've got. Tottenham at home. They've been playing quite well recently. That won't be easy. Aston Villa away. away. They're a funny team as well. They're a bit up and down. Wolverhampton at home. Same again. They're inconsistent, aren't they? You don't know what, what you're going to get from them. So I think there's still something can happen. I really do, but it's quite easily City could win their next seven games in a row, so could we. You just, you just don't know, do you? With all the games that us and them have got to play coming up, tech, well, you'd think with maybe two of us in Champions League semi-finals as well mm. as the FA Cup, there's a lot of games still left to play. That yeah. may have a, that might have an impact, fatigue and stuff like that. You don't, you don't know, and injuries could happen at any time so it's not over and done with we're still in with a shout alright we could have done with a win but not getting defeated we're still only a point behind so anything can happen you just yeah. don't know I still see a Man City defence that is not un, is not 100% strong I still see a Man City defence that uh, showed yesterday that if you are effective at attacking, they uh, shut off every now and again. Well, they shut off quite a lot, actually. Mm. I don't think their defence is as good as what it was when they actually won it mm. uh, in 2018 uh, season. Do you think uh, they'll uh, be better when Diaz comes back? Obviously, he's been out, hasn't he? Injured recently. Uh, and when Diaz has been in the team, I think it's been it's not been the same... Um, it's not been consistent... I think I look at games that they've lost. They've lost quite a few at home. I think they've lost only lost all the games at home. Well, they lost at home, haven't they? They lost to Tottenham at home. Yeah. They lost to Crystal they Palace lost at the home. Wolves at home as well. Or was that last season? Maybe Wolves was last season, but they've lost to Palace and Tottenham at home, haven't they? Yeah. Although to be fair, they were all, they were all mistakes from their uh, back four. And to be fair, they got lucky at Everton. They should have had a penalty against them. Yeah. And then uh, the game against Wolves when they got, was it a penalty given or, or not a penalty? Something happened where they got a decision for them as well in a couple of games. So they've been lucky in other games as well. Yeah, so, I think they're a back four that it, is, it can be quite easy to get through. If I mean, the pass from Mo Salah, it was a great pass, but it was a simple pass mm. in a way. Yeah, and they uh, and they weren't they weren't switched on as a back four. True, true. You know, obviously we we're, were a good team, so we take the majority of those chances. But against teams like Wolves, who they've still got to play, and then you never know what could happen. I think that might be a way as well. Uh, possibly, maybe I might be, I'm not sure. But then you look but at it, it. Is this is it written in the stars when the last games against Aston Villa away? Hmm. Will Steven Gerrard have a? Have a say in the title, may do, but who knows? I doubt it. By that that point in time, I think Aston Villa's uh, players are sitting on the uh, are in the mines, are sitting on the beach in the sunshine and drinking pina coladas. I think at well, that point, Villa are a funny team, aren't they? Coutinho signed from, he had a bit of a whirlwind couple of games, but then he's gone back to, not doing a lot, you know. Yeah, he's a very he's a very like one in so many game player, isn't he? Coutinho, it seems I think to he's be. been alright. It's probably been his best form since he left Liverpool mm. uh, all those years ago. <laughs> True. So, mm. uh, yeah, 
you think there'll still be a twist? I, I think there's still something will happen, whether it's whether it's us or whether it's Manchester City, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think you could I think there's still something gonna happen. It's who can cope with the pressure of the pressure of the pressure of it better than the other, isn't it really? When you think about well, it. Yeah. I think both you know. teams can. That's well both teams have won the league and they've they've been there, done it for the past three, four years, haven't they? Five years. So yes. it's not like they've not won stuff and and you know been in that position before. So it may be a case of they all win both team win seven games each and we lose by a point and then you say fair play. City have done the best, but I think us. for me it's going to be what Manchester City if they progress against Atletico Madrid. What kind of what kind of uh, effects that'll have on their uh, concentration? Mm. Whether they'll what the Atletico game where they'll be like, oh, we've got the semi-finals now. Well, no they'll, they'll, you'll assume they'll be playing Real Madrid after last week. Right. You you guess they will be, unless Chelsea do something mad at the Bernabeu. But it's you a, don't know what the away leg against Atletico is going to do to them as well, because we know what Liverpool know what they are as a team this season in the Champions League. God, they're, they're uh, awkward. They can, you know, say if they're losing and they know they're going to go out, they might just just so happen injure a, injure a City player because they're getting frustrated. They have got previous for that, yeah. That is a good point. Yeah, they have got previous. They get they get frustrated easy. They just start kicking kicking people yeah. and trying to take players out. I mean, you could be right. They're desperate to win as well, and uh, it's not a lot easy for City, even though they're winning one 0 It's a lot tougher game for them going to Madrid than it is us. At home, having a three-one lead against Benfica, yeah. you know, mm. obviously it won't be easy, but you'd hope we've got enough there to uh, go and beat them. But then saying that, they've got an FA Cup game like we have against us before that anyway, so yeah. they don't play in the after league. That. They don't play in the league till the week after. Yeah, well, they've got the Champions League game, and then you've got the FA Cup semi-final next weekend. Mm. Do so you think? Uh, do you three, think Rich two big games? Do you think Rich that, games, Do you think City will change the team for that cup semi final? No, you don't think so. No, I think sorry, I think they can't change the team team for the uh, semi. It's quarter final against Atletico, but I think they might have to make changes for the FA Cup semi final. Whereas I think we can go the different way and bring make in changes against Benfica quarter final, and then yeah, depend on what. But again, you know, I don't necessarily think that team we played with against City might not be the right choice to play against them in the semi-final with. No, it's true, yeah. Because that wide pitch, it might actually might be better to go with uh, Diaz instead of a Mane or a, or a Jota because uh, there's a lot more space to run into. Do you think the big pitch of Wembley might help Thiago with his passing and stuff and he might have... More of an influence. I don't know. I, I think we might need players who can eat up the distances in that type of game. Would you play like Cater instead, maybe, or somebody like that? Yeah, it's difficult because you know I look at a player like Chamberlain. He's very good at being direct and running with the ball into these spaces, but you just don't know what you get from him. If we could have a player who was a combination of that, but what? better. When you say Cater's that though, Rich. It's yeah, but like he's that. not as that. I don't think he can last the full ninety minutes. That's his problem. Mm. Well, I thought he played I think... well against uh, Benfica last week, Kater. I thought. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he well, looked good. But again, he, but again, he didn't last the full ninety, did he? No. Or did he? No, 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 he no. I don't know. I don't. I know mean, I'm not saying he's shut, but um, you know, when we had the likes of Steven Gerrard, you 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 knew he could do it. Mm. Uh, towards the later end of his career. The issue with our midfield, Rich, is we've got a lot of older players, aren't we, and injury-prone players, like Thiago's not getting any younger, he's 30 now, he's isn't he? He's 31 Henderson's a similar age. You've got Milner, obviously 36, but he ain't going to play much anyway. And then you've got Jones, who's younger. Do you do you get, bring him in? Do you bring somebody like Harvey Elliott in? I don't know, what do you do? Or is it too much for Elliot maybe in that game? Maybe not. It depends how they do it. If they go with two defensive midfielders and then they play one attacking midfielder instead, that might work. Mm. Because I think we were getting a bit overrun yesterday. Yeah, once so. we if we lost the ball, we were struggling, weren't we? Um yeah. they were flooding numbers forward and we were we didn't have enough guys back. Yeah. So, you know, they could do it that way and then you've got an extra attacking midfielder instead who can drop in but also can mm. play further up and they can just get the ball to him if they can. So that might be an option. It's intriguing, um, isn't it? You just don't we know. We need to invest in the midfield, I think, in the summer. Well, time. I think Klopp knows that and I think you're going to see a few midfielders come in because I think Milner will probably leave. I know he's been offered a new contract but whether he'll take it, I don't know. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain will be on his way out. Maybe Cater. Maybe I don't know. Well, he's only got a year left, doesn't he? Maybe one year. of the one of them will get a new deal, one will leave. But I think you'll see two, if not at least two midfielders coming. I think. I reckon. I think you got to take a. I think they've got to take a pump on uh, bringing in a, a player midfield player who's not as uh, as more a little bit taller, I think, and also a bit more um, injury. His injury record isn't as uh, as big as what some of these other players have had. I mean, everybody gets knocks, but mm. you know, it's more durable throughout the season. Who would you go for then? Who who would you look at signing if you were going to sign a midfielder? Graven Birch from uh, Ajax. I think he's very good. Uh, there's that lad at uh, Monaco, isn't there? The French lad. Yeah, I have a lot of teams are interested in they've yeah. also got and obviously the big one another big one is Jude Bellingham from yeah. uh, Dortmund that'll be tough to sign I think be signing him but you never know I don't know you never know I think if you put in the, if the board had been putting the groundwork in before then it would, might not be as uh, big a problem as what you're thinking it all depends yeah, on Haaland doesn't it if he leaves are they going to want to sell Bellingham the same window you don't yeah, know but at the same time if you're a club like Dortmund's and you get the offers that they could get for those two players, that supplements your first team, that supplements your football club for a, a number of years. And they're very good at bringing in other talents. True, well. true. Well, like, as you say, we've already signed a player, haven't we, Carvalho? Well, looks like it from Fulham, who was yeah. rumoured in January. But I get the feeling that he's a replacement for Origi, who's obviously going, leaving on his way out. Yeah. That's pretty much, I think, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting. But I think for Liverpool's thing, you'll see a few leave. But they'll. I thought we need to strengthen the midfield, and get a full back replacement for, or like a backup for Trent. I think, because I don't think Nico Williams will stay. I think he'll end up signing for Fulham on a 
permanent deal, I think, in the summer. Yeah. But I think that priority is probably a very low down the list because I think you can get away with it because mm. you can always find another alternative. Oh, there's Joe Gomez, I suppose. There's always another alternative way to go with the way you yeah, play. Yeah, true. It doesn't have to be true. Doesn't have to be down those full back areas all the time. You can go. You can change your system to complement mm. that. I think. Do you I th- know that's the way we play, but after a while, you've got to do something different. I, yeah, I get the time. feeling it's evolution, isn't it? That's why he's bringing guys like Elliot in. He's bringing his Carvalho in. He's brought Diaz in. He's looking at changing the team gradually, isn't he? So you'll see. It'll be midfield. I think this summer, younger midfielders with a bit more energy and stuff, like you say, better injury records, and you'll see guys who'll be moved on. Like, I think Oxlade Chamberlain or Cater, one of them will go and uh, we'll get we'll sign one of them to a new deal. Mane, will he get a new deal? Will Salah get a new deal? I think, those two, I think those two should, or those three should, actually. I think for me, you know... Marnie and Sully, you keep those because you know what you get from them every season. I get the feeling of Rich. Bobby will end up, he won't sign a new deal, we'll keep him for another year and he'll go on a free the season after, I think. That's my opinion. I think it all determines on the players to get other players that go out the door for me. Um, because Origi's gone, hasn't he? And obviously Minamino, I, I reckon he'll probably leave. Yeah, I mean, it it shows, doesn't it, when Minamino's not getting picked now to yeah. come into these games. It just shows for me that they're not. I've never been 100% saying I'm... I thought it was a good signing for the price we paid for him. Yeah, he wasn't expensive, was he? So you're not doing and too he's, bad. He does, he does his job, but a long-term solution that you, I don't think anybody would think he's going to be a, a front starter for the team for a... a you know, a number of games in a season where you you go in all the he's going to start. No, no. I just don't think he's he's. I don't know whether England's the right uh, league for him to play his football. True, to be true. Honest. So you think it might be him, Origi, Milner, maybe Oxlade Chamberlain or Cater, and Nico Williams on a permanent deal? Do you think? That'll yeah, be well, goals. I think yeah, we've got a. The squad's getting quite big now, isn't it? With mm. like Carvalho, Carvalho coming in the summer too. Yeah. So you need to they need to look at getting players in, getting players out that uh, are maybe on a higher wage. And I could see them actually letting Kaiser go if an offer comes in as well, as well as Chamberlain. Maybe yeah, because I think they're looking at. Kate has had tons of opportunities and he's just not quite ever lived up to the potential we thought he'd have. You know what I mean? I think he's done all right. I never expected. Uh, I couldn't understand people who were expecting him to score loads of goals and be a defensive midfielder at the same time because he's never was like that. At, uh, Leipzig, he was a good ball-winning midfielder that occasionally scored a goal, but was more known for getting getting assists than he was for scoring goals. He'd score mm. every now and again a shot from distance or uh, you know a tap-in, but it wasn't very often. Wasn't very often at all. No, uh, that's true. And again, that's what happens when you start watching highlights all the time on YouTube. Well, it's YouTube of... football, isn't it? You you sign yeah. a player and you get excited because you think, oh, he looks amazing on YouTube. But like you say, it's not representative of how he's going to be in a game, is it? You know. No, and at the time when we when we were getting him, our midfield wasn't particularly array with talented midfielders. No. You know, we had Emre Shaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember who else was in the midfield. Genie Wijnaldum. 
might have been Lucas as well, I think, possibly. Well, it was Genie, wasn't it? It was Emre Chan, Lucas. Uh, Adam Lallana. Lallana, yeah. Guys like yeah, that. so, Milner. you know, we weren't, we weren't blessed. Well, it was one or two, they weren't awful players, but we weren't blessed with the talent that we've got now. John oh, no. Henderson, obviously, was there as well, but we've gone up a level since those days. And, uh, you know, he's a good player. I personally think he would suit German football again or Italian football. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. In those type of divisions. The same with Minamino. I think he'd be a good player for like Inter or um, Milan, a mm. team like that. A bit more defensive. But true, um, true. I don't think it'd be a bad thing if we got rid of him. You know, people say, oh, but you're weak in it. But then you go out and buy somebody who's better. Well, you're, you're saying that, but we're obviously signing Carvalho who's 19 or whatever, 18, 19 is he or whatever he is. Mm. So you've got him there, who's obviously in the replacement for Minamino in theory because they paid basically the same amount of money for him as he did for yeah. Minamino. And you probably get similar price for Minamino, wouldn't you, maybe 10 million or something? I don't know, I think you get more. Yeah, I true. think we get more. I think you're looking in the, looking in the 12, 20 million bracket for him because he's uh, scored for us in the Champions League, got us to the League Cup final. True. You know, he's put in a good shift and well, as soon as you you put Liverpool's name on your list of teams that you played for them, mm. I and think that helps up. with the move. I mean, Rorigi's getting linked with uh, AC Milan, isn't, isn't yeah. it? So that just shows you what, what type of thing happens to a player when they're at a football club about all their size. Would you think Klopp's thinking he's got Cade Gordon coming through as well in the attacking areas? Mm. He can He can rely on him instead now instead of maybe Minamino he's a bit younger and he's already scored for the first team in the FA Cup so he's going to maybe bring him a bit further into the team I don't know it's not easy is it but at the same time where if they keep the players up top that they've already got now that's four five it's five players isn't it it's five, five players for three spots yeah yeah, pretty much. For three, or if they only carry on playing three at the top, then it's going to be difficult for any player to get into the team. So, in a way, it's better that Divokarigi leaves and I mean, I mean, all these because they're just sitting widely on the bench for no reason at all. Yeah, like you say, you can play youngsters there, up and coming youngsters who you've got coming through, who are going to be on less wages, and then you're going to save, save the in your wage bill, which then may go on paying Salah more money. You know, yeah, kind of... it's a fight. It's not an easy thing to do because when we look at the bench now, it's... Really oh, it's good. a solid bench, isn't it? But like you say, but you could bring Diaz on yesterday and stuff like that. So in game, recent games, when we brought the subs on, it's changed the game, hasn't it? In a few mm. games recently. So Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, these players want to play as well. And I, I, I understand that. Mm. But you can't be... Sometimes you... Well... In sport, you just can't be sympathetic. You've got to think about the team. You've got to be ruthless. That means keeping players there, you know, who have to sit on the bench and don't play very often, but they're valuable. Then that's the way it works. And it works in every sport, team sport. Well, it is. Very true. Fortunately, you can't play everybody. There's only a certain amount of players allowed on the pitch, and that's the way it works. Very true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so... uh, that was the football talk, I suppose, really, because uh, we can leave that for a little while. Well, uh, I suppose. As as of yesterday, the NBA normal or regular season, should I say, finished yep, last it night. It did. With uh, our team that we follow, the Chicago Bulls, winning the last game. 
against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep. It was an exciting match. Uh, Bulls were leading quite easily until the last quarter and then the Timberwolves came back into it, but it ended up being a nice win in the end. Um, nice to see you. The Bulls have got the Bucks in the playoffs. Uh, with Bucks having the home of the court advantage because obviously they finished third in the yeah, Eastern they were Conference. Number three seed, weren't they? And I think they've got every time we've played them in the regular season, they've beaten us every time. Yeah, I think it's been an average gap of like 19 points or something like that as well in all the games. So it doesn't look good. But then no. at the same time, the Bulls have had injuries as well when they've. Uh... Yeah, I think the Bulls since the All Star break have fallen off a cliff. In terms of form, haven't they? they? They've can't beat teams that are have got good records. They've not beaten a team with a good re- in the who's in the playoffs all this bar maybe Toronto. I think that's it. Really beaten. Yeah. One in one win in all the, against the teams with five, over five hundred or five hundred. No, they beat. I think at one point they beat them. And they no, they beat in, Toronto a few times, and they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers well, a few they beat times. Toronto, didn't they? No, two or three times. Beating them at uh, least twice. Yeah, they've been beating them in the other games before that. They've beaten them twice, I think, this year. And they got the uh, season record over um, the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Uh, the uh, division. Yeah. yeah, but... Uh, all right, if we just take that one for a second, do you think the, the Bucks are going to win that one, aren't uh, probably, yeah. I think if the Bulls can win one game or two in the series, they'll have done well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's my thing as well. You never know, because when it gets to the series, it's it's zero zero again. It's happened before, but I just can't see it. I don't think the Bulls can cope with Giannis. They just can't cope. Maybe Patrick Williams will give him a better game, but he's only young and he's only like 20. So... He's still learning and still getting used to things. But, yeah, I just think... Well, I think if you have him as you've got him as your in-part player, still still on the bench. Or maybe, well, he's probably a starter, won't he, actually, instead of... As a I assume he'll be a starter, player, yeah, much. pretty much. Yeah, You cause... never know. I think, for me, it's got to be DeRozan, Levine and Vujovic who actually perform this time because they haven't done it as a three for a little while now. Well, yeah, Levine's been injured, and he? he's been carrying an injury for a bit. I think DeRozan's been a bit in and out recently. Well, he's been doubled up, hasn't he? He's realised where the where the strength is, and if they double up on him when he's trying to get in there, then it stops mm. the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, they fit, everybody's figured him out. I think now, and next season they'll have to figure out something different. Well, for me, they need to get. A big centre, strong centre or something. You know, like an all-star centre, just something. Because yeah. Vucevic is good, but he's not He's not that next level that you need, like a, like an Embiid or something like that. They need somebody in that centre spot to uh, yeah. battle for boards and offensive-defensive rebounding, which is what the Bulls struggle with a lot of the time. Yeah. The core yeah, of the team's the there. Yeah, the core of the team's there, but for me, you need that that extra step, which I think the Bulls need to trade Vucevic for somebody like a 
Gober or somebody like that who they can get in. Yeah, well, they've got a lot of players they can offer, can't they? I mean, to the different teams because mm. they they've got quite a big roster. So mm. there's a few players there that they could because they could get Vucevic and Kobe White in a deal for a yeah, yeah. well big name player because these two players uh, yeah have a lot to offer. I agree with you there. I think they need to do something because they they've got enough guards there at the back. Obviously, Lonzo Ball. Will hopefully be back fit next year after his injuries, and they'll they just need that front court really that big centre. They just yeah. need to change it up somehow to get somebody in of that stature who can compete with the, your Embiid's and your Giannis's and guys like that in the league. Yeah, give them a bit of a run for the money. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not hard, isn't it? Because not a lot. Of, I don't think there's massive amount of centres around there that do that are capable of stopping. No, I agree. It's tough. You'd have to literally just take Embiid from the Sixers. Well, yeah, that's all you can do, but that'll be like trying to get blood out of a stone, wouldn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, like you say, that Casey Jones was saying that there was rumours about Aiden being possibly up. up That's true, yeah. He'd he'd be a good signing from Phoenix, definitely, if you can get him in in there. He'd be good. Yeah, that'll be a good show. You know, you could even look at Rudy Gobert because, I mean, if the Jazz maybe go out this time again and again, they might be thinking, well, we need to do something different. Maybe, The only yeah. thing I think with him, he doesn't score enough points. Yeah, that's true. If I was going to go for one, I'd probably go for Aiton from Phoenix. If I was going to go for one. Yeah. I think. Obviously, so Anthony, da- Anthony Davis is out there as well, maybe. He might want to move on from the Lakers, but... He, no, he's injury prone that. as well. He's getting a bit older, so you know. Who's yeah. your? Is still Phoenix your favourites to win it? Yeah, they've been from the start of the season, and from watching the games and the highlights, they ain't, it didn't change my mind at all. No. I still think they're they're the number one seed in the NBA, aren't they? So they've yeah. got home court all the way through. I just think they're going to be too strong in the West. Yeah. I think Golden I mean, State are still there, yeah. but they've they've gone falling away a bit. Yeah, they had a little bit of an upturn in the last couple of weeks. But I think that was because every, uh, everything was pretty much sorted. Yeah. Um, and they got 64 and 18, uh, the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns. So nobody else comes close to that. I mean, no. the East is 53 and 29. That's Miami. And, uh, you know, that's yeah. a big difference. It is. It is massive, isn't it? Yeah, I think I've been on the Phoenix Suns bandwagon since the season started and I think last season losing it the way they did in the finals and spurred spur them on to go one better this year I think yeah I mean I mentioned it last season when they lost I thought I thought I thought that they could win it this year just the way the coaches Monty Williams and the mm. setup they've got they don't don't seem to dwell on the loss on the defeats no, it seems no. to like it's a positive to, to lose it gives them the gives them the intelligence that next time we know what to do next time when when this comes up again and I think they're definitely going to make it to the final I'll be shocked if they don't make it yeah, to the final yeah I'm saying coming out of the east though Rich who do you look at in the east could be anybody uh-huh. could be anybody yeah. it's so tight you just yeah. don't know do you Boston have had I a think... good run to come into contention haven't they yeah second seed I think yeah uh, Toronto and Chicago, probably the two teams out of the six that you probably look at. I think, yeah, you never know, but I don't think they'll mm. 
get any further. But then again, you don't know with Philadelphia because they didn't get past the the first uh, round <laughs> last year. Milwaukee probably look. I would say the Bucks are the favourites out of the mm. Eastern Conference, but then at the same time, you just don't know because Boston, like you said, Celtics have been really good. Yeah, Miami, they surprised me a lot. Down, even though they finished first. Yeah, yeah. There's no one consistent team in the East that's been dominant, is there? Really, mm. when you look at it, everybody's saying it was going to be Brooklyn, but they've they've just completely gone backwards. And yeah. look, lucky to get in. Are they in the playoffs? Did they get in? They got in the play-ins, right. 27th, so they've got Cleveland uh, tomorrow night mm. in the first game. Uh, but Cleveland, they're missing three uh, players with injury. Who's out for them? Is Darius Garland out? Is he the point guard? Mobley's out uh, with injury. Oh, right. uh, I think Garland was playing, but I think it's it's uh, three bigs that are out for them. Kevin Love out as well, is I can't remember who it was, but yeah, they were struggling. That's why they ended up in the planes as well, because of the injuries. But mm. uh, you just don't know with Brooklyn as well. They've got. Is Ben Simmons going to really be back for the. Players. Is Ben Simmons going to be back in for the playoffs for Brooklyn? Who knows? No, he's not. Right, he's still out. They've ruled him out for the playing. Oh, right, okay. But if the Brooklyn Nets get past the planes, then he could be in the playoffs. Right, okay. But I think it was an estimated two weeks, two more weeks. But then again, he might not be in the playoffs. <laughs> they might you don't know, yeah. You don't know, do you? It's could very true. Yeah. yeah. So because they got to play Cleveland, and then it could be either Atlanta or Charlotte mm. in, the, in the next game. Yeah, that's not easy. The way Atlanta have been playing and Charlotte have upped the game recently as well. Yeah. That ain't going to be easy, is it? Yeah, and Atlanta with Trey Young, they're a weird team. Yeah, he, he's with him in there, they're always dangerous, but you just don't know what you're going to get, do you, from one week mm. game to the next with Atlanta. They've been very inconsistent this year, I think. So have you got any other little things you want to mention before we uh, finish off? Um, well, we had the baseball started this weekend, the opening season, opening weekend of the baseball season. So that started this week. The Blue Jays, who I follow, went 2-1 and one in the first series against Houston. It was quite a good series, actually. Good, high-scoring series. So both teams looked pretty pretty decent, actually, going forward. Um, but, yeah, baseball started this week. I'm trying to think what else is there going on. Obviously, MLS is back. The NHL's playoffs are going to be starting, I think, this week, from what I remember. I could be wrong. Um, so yeah, there's one or two bits happening and a bit of sport going on. So yeah, it's all very interesting. And you had the Formula One at the weekend. Leclerc won the Grand Prix in Australia. So that's back up and running. Ferrari looking pretty good this year, to be fair. Looking a lot better. Mercedes are struggling a bit. Start not started great. And uh, Red Bull are a bit up and down as well. So it might be a, a different season. You might see a different team win. The drivers, the constructor and drivers championship. You never know. A bit more even it seems to be, uh, this season. So that's looking interesting as well. But yeah, bar that, I think that's it from me this week. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks everybody for listening and uh, catch you on the flip side. See you later. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Northern Boys Podcast. Richard at Richard TM Boys, I believe, on Twitter. Correct. At Hybrid Robbie on Twitter and Instagram. So you've got it. So everybody have a good week.
Peace.